Welcome to the Time to Thrive podcast, a podcast designed to help you level up every aspect in your life. I am one of your hosts, Jordan. And I'm Jared. We're a multi-passionate couple so excited about helping others thrive in their health, wealth, relationships, and careers. Together, we are here to share with you knowledge, experiences, tips, and tricks to help you step into your fullest potential while also keeping it real. If you're ready to create the life of your dreams and have fun doing it, then you've come to the right place. So hit that subscribe button and press play because baby, it's It's time time to to thrive. thrive. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back into the Time to Thrive podcast. We are so pumped to have you guys here today, and we've got a seriously exciting topic to be going over, and I'm excited, Jordan. Yeah, today we are going to be diving into everything finances and building wealth together. So whether you are in a relationship right now, whether you are single, whatever it may be, these are going to be little tips, tricks, mindset shifts that you guys can apply and that we've kind of applied to our life individually but also as a couple to really get clear on our finances to really scale our finances and to really build wealth right now but also for the future and i think that's super important yeah i'm like we're really hoping that we can give you a takeaway or two from this episode and that you can start putting that into your life you're not going to be able to turn everything on a dime and be able to implement every single thing that we talk about today however if you can implement one to two things right now and then slowly move forward you're going to be in such a better place come november 2024 yeah so i'm going to share a little bit about my story just because it's a little bit different than jared's and i think it gives you guys a little bit of a different perspective each um so i was a pretty much a student for my entire life like i went right from high school into my undergrad my undergrad into my dental school um if you don't know i also like i work full-time as a dentist um, in vancouver canada and i never learned anything in those eight years of post-secondary education about finances which is absolutely crazy because money rules the world and if you don't think so welcome to 2023 it does um so i got out of school and was hit with multiple hundreds of thousand dollars of debt that absolutely rocked me and i didn't think it would at the time because when you're kind of in it it's just like okay whatever it's good debt it's good debt and people always talk about that but when you're in it like if you have debt even if it's good debt and you're paralyzed by that i feel you like i get it it's daunting and it's something that especially is like a type A achiever type personality, I hate having looming over my head, right? Really got me into like mindset junk, but I think also because I just really didn't know a lot about it. Like I hadn't really immersed myself into getting myself out of debt, getting myself into a good financial situation in terms of diversifying my accounts, where my money was going, understanding how it's growing, like how to really build for the future. It just felt like everything that was coming in was going out and I had no clear direction. So um, we're gonna kind of dive into that. Jared's gonna share a little bit about his story because they are quite different. And I think to like touch on your point a little bit though, Jord, like with your debt in comparison to other people's as well, it's one of those things where like, like you're saying, you you were a student and then you went directly into the workforce. And like as a dentist, you're kind of like making your end game salary once you graduate. Whereas for like the majority of people, they climb the corporate ladder, they're working towards what they're trying to accomplish. And slowly over time, what's happening is every couple years you get a promotion, you gain a couple dollars, and then you get to that end game. So it's a complete mindset shift comparison to like what you went through compared to what I went through. 
So for myself, I had a regular nine to five. Like I worked for the city when I was in school in the summertime, I was getting paid well with them, but you come out of school and you start trying to want in kind of wanting to climb that corporate ladder. And at the end of the day, the goal is to get to where you wanna be in the company and how much money you want and that six figure salary that everyone wants to, to glorify. And it was the regular nine to five getting that hourly wage and I never understood and I never had that taste of entrepreneurship in my life and how it would entail and like what kind of things you can do to use your time and scale it efficiently changing up when you're doing work you're not always going to be that employee mindset that employee mindset needs to change and shift once you turn into an entrepreneur and you start working for yourself because at the end of the day when you're putting in that work you're getting paid for that work you're not just getting paid to sit in a chair and look at a computer for eight hours which is what myself and a lot of other people are accustomed to so trust me when i say this like I feel you and I hear you and I completely understand where you're coming from when you're looking at it from that nine to five spectrum. Yeah, so the first thing that we'll touch on, and I know that it's probably repetitive if you've done any work on your money mindset or whatnot, is just working on your mindset, working on your financial literacy. Like I, it's not like I read books on finances, but I have taken up a genuine interest to actually sit down and know where our money's going, what the different accounts mean, what is tax deferred, what is tax, you know, exempt, like all these different terms that I just heard people throw around. And I'm like, you guys, I know teeth, like I don't know finances. And um, you know what, Joy, like I truly believe that that was the big part of like the reason as to why you had those big money blocks is simply because you just didn't have the understanding and you wanted to learn, but you didn't know where to begin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember, so one of my biggest things is like you guys get yourself a financial team like if you don't have a proper financial team and you are in a place where you're like okay i have income things are coming in but i'm not really sure what to do with them and i don't really know where to go get yourself an accountant especially if you're self-employed get yourself a financial either advisor or investor or talk to people like jared and i have called up multiple people who are you know a good chunk of time years older than us and asked for advice people who are in great positions financially with where we would want to be in 10 20 30 years and just kind of quote unquote pick their brain right and saw like ask them questions about if they could be in our shoes at this point in time what they would do what they would do differently what mistakes they made and i think just getting curious and interested in the topics helps so much there's a couple really good audiobooks and um, other podcasts. One of my favorite books is it's called Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. That one like honestly changed the game for me. If you have not read it, go to Audible, download it. I promise you it'll change the game for you too. Um, and one of the big things that that did for me was shifting my mindset from I can't do this. I can't buy that. I can't go out for dinner tonight. I can't get... Um, new workout clothes to I'm choosing not to right like that was a huge shift for me and you don't have to feel bad about that you can just simply believe that it's just not aligned with your financial goals right now 100% and like to to make that part about the accountant very clear like there are different aspects of this right so like when I went to school I went to school for business and I took accounting 101 
let's just say I never took accounting 102 because it was something that I had zero interest in. When I mean zero, I mean absolutely no interest in the accounting aspect. However, when you go into a salaried position and you're making X amount a year and you have one pay stub, you can simply go onto a website and you can type in what you made and your tax return gets spit out for you. Once you jump into the entrepreneurial world and you start realizing that there are ways to to work around your income and like me and Jordan will never talk about certain ways because we're not financial advisors. However, like there are things that go against your income. And once you start adding those things into your salary and you start having to go against it, you need a team behind you to put you in the right direction to make sure that you are on the right path and you're doing everything correctly by the book to set you up for the best part of your life going forward that you've been able to set yourself up in these years right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So going from that, our next point would kind of be setting goals and targets. And this seems a little bit obvious, um, but I think we can really break that up into like two different categories. So one would be like goals to pay off certain things. So whether you have debts, whether you're putting thing, you know, putting money away into RSPs or TFSAs or a house fund or a wedding fund or your income taxes if you're self-employed or whatnot, like those are kind of like your diversions. But there's also goals to set to earn, right? So one of the things that I did, and I kind of got this as like a little tidbit, um, probably actually I think it was January of this year so roughly about 11 months ago was changing your phone password so right now you probably have a random numerical password on your phone that your fingers just automatically do and it's probably your address or your bank <laughs> yeah. or your bank pin which yeah. honestly probably shouldn't be yeah and instead I shifted that to what do I want my monthly income to be speaking of that we have to increase that yeah <laughs> we do but if you are constantly putting that in every single time, how many times we actually put in our phone password in a day is tons. And if you're just constantly affirming, like this amount of money is coming in, let's say just for example sake, I'm gonna go big, I'm gonna say 100,000, okay? 100,000 monthly income. If you were affirming that as this is my normal, this is my normal, this is coming in, this is coming in, things just start to work, right? Things just start to come into place and you're making that your normal. I think one of the biggest things for us as we entered into the entrepreneurship role was just normalizing that amount of income. And right? normalizing the fact that you can make this amount of money. You can make as much money as you would like and as much as you think that you're truly worth. If you have mindset blocks and you have money mindset blocks, it's something that you need to really, really work through and realize that you are worthy of making X amount of dollars per year, even if that monthly income amount is what you think a yearly salary should be. You're worthy of doing that. Something that my dad taught me when I was really, really young, and it's something that I've lived with my entire life. Even to this day when we're on the phone, he'll continuously bring it up, but it's pay yourself first. It is the most simplistic way of putting it together. However, when you get whatever it is, say that you're on a, on a fixed salary and you're getting it every two weeks, you pay yourself a set amount before you start thinking about that Lululemon, before you start thinking about that new Stanley, before you start thinking about that new pair of dad Adidas or whatever the heck they are nowadays. You pay yourself first because the gain that's going to happen 10, 15, 20 years down the line is so much more worth 
than the short-term gratification that you're getting from buying those pair of sneakers right now. And that's something that we've kind of um, set up within our relationship is we kind of call them like our financial date. So for example, today I was actually on the way home from the office. Um, I stopped at the bank. I have to deposit my paychecks every month. That's just how it works um, in my pay. But I texted Jared and said, hey, I'm just stopping at the bank and then I'll be home. Um, let's have our financial date. He said, sounds great. Perfect. He had it already set up. So doing my finances and if doing your finances is something that brings stress to your life, like if you get stressed opening up your visa statement, if you get stressed looking at your accounts, if you get stressed moving around that money, you guys romanticize it. Like dim the lights, set a candle, like pour yourself up a drink or grab like go to go to a I wouldn't necessarily do banking stuff over cafe Wi-Fi, but you can go to a, you know, a nook in your house and make yourself a nice warm cup of coffee or tea or whatever and do your finances in a place that makes you feel really luxury, right? Romanticizing that process can just bring some ease to you and you actually look forward to it. And track track your finances please because the thing is is you want to see yourself going in the positive direction and then you start playing this game with yourself where last month it was this amount this month it's this amount and then you start to realize like oh i have an expense sheet and i spent this 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 on xyz those could be eliminated because realistically yes on that day they felt like the biggest need in the world however looking back those are something that's I don't even use anymore or I don't even find any sort of joy. So really think about where you can find those different parts inside of your expenses to be able to make that final number at the end of the month even bigger than the month before. Yeah, and I think nowadays especially, it is honestly so much easier to make more money than it is to save money. Things are expensive. Like you go to the store and try to get some eggs, you're spending seven bucks on those eggs, at least, right? At least, no. Like Costco bills have gone up, living expenses have gone up, gas prices have gone up, right? It's hard to say, okay, I'm gonna budget myself and you know use my, my salary or my hourly income and make more money, right? Like that's just not an option. So I would encourage you to open your open your eyes a little bit to other opportunities. Yes, we are in a time where a lot of things are increasing in price, but we're also in an incredible time of the of life for other means of diversifying your income. Look at Uber, look at like all of these other things that have come out in the past five years even and boomed, right? Yeah, but like, I also want you to think about too, like to touch on that aspect of it, it's what are the things that you have to live you need food you need gas you need groceries you need rent right and at the end of the day those prices are going to continue to increase whether you like it or not so either you have you have two options option number one complain about life complain about the money that it's going to cost to buy eggs complain about the amount that it costs to fill up your tank with gas or start to think like hey where can I diversify myself? Where can I add on a little bit of something extra in order to be like, hey, those $7 eggs now, yes, it's ridiculous. However, I'm able to purchase those without really thinking, oh, they're $7. They're a necessity for my life. Same with gas and groceries. And it's something that we're going to have to live with. But by being able to create another income stream and by able to add on to what you're doing, that burden becomes a lot less daunting. Yeah, and I think we all, at like the core of our beings, we wanna be able to live that 
I don't even want to say luxury life, but we want to be able to live comfortably and we want to have some luxury outings or a nice trip or something like that. Like that's something that we all envision. Um, For myself, one of the things that really did that and, you know, Jared and I talk about it all the time is choosing your investments, right? And I mean that by like personal investments. What brings you joy? What lights you up? And I think if you're in a place where you're really starting to kind of embody like what do I see my wealthy self living like who do I you know what am I doing when I'm making that goal amount of money how do I feel how am I living what am I wearing where am I going how am I traveling am I sitting first class am I sitting business class am I sitting coach class like does that matter to me do I like nice hotel rooms or do I really care about my environment am I you know, is my home the place where I spend money or would I rather go out to a really nice restaurant and get high class food, right? Or would I rather eat at home? What tickles your fancy? What makes you feel luxury is so important. And this was something that I was really clear with Jared on when we were setting like our initial um, kind of budgets and financial goals and whatnot is I still needed some things to make me feel that luxury. However, there's a lot of things that I don't need that some other females might. For example, I am not a shopper. I hate shopping. Honestly, my mother finds 80% of my shopping links for me. And they're all 80% off. (laughs) And she gets the best deals and she sends them to me. It's fantastic. It's, It's great. I love my mom for it. It's awesome. But I really love the spa. And I really love environment. So I will spend... You're a massive environment person. And that's something I've really come to learn and love. Because at the end of the day, like, that is where you want to spend your time. And you want to feel like you're in a place that you really like. And it boosts your mood and it boosts your mind. So, like, I love that you're an environment person. Yeah. Like, I honestly have not bought new workout clothes in probably 10 years. I still have... $250 $250 to Lululemon sitting in my wallet to spend. But Which I just, I'm going to force her to use. <laughs> but my workout clothes have holes in them. I don't care. I work out at home and I have since the pandemic. It doesn't bring me joy to put those on, right? Some people, it brings them joy to have really nice workout clothes and to be able to go to the gym or work out at home in a really cool matching set, blah, blah, blah. To me, that does absolutely nothing. A material, you know, designer bag does absolutely nothing for me. You know, food it's nice. I like going out for dinner, but honestly, I'd rather eat at home. And like Jared's a fantastic chef. So we save a lot of money that way. But when it comes to hotel rooms or traveling, we'll pay the 50 bucks to upgrade our seats. No problem. We'll get a really nice hotel room instead of staying at a different one because it's got a kitchen, it's got space, it's got a nice view because that levels up my mindset. That gets me into that luxury vibe where I feel that I can attract experiences, wealth, abundance all those sorts of things so like there is nothing better than walking into your hotel room on vacation and being like wow i feel like royalty right now and it might be for that week but what you're doing is you're painting your vision for the future when you walk into your hotel room and you're looking at the side of a casino wall you feel like you're in a box and you feel like you're being held within that box when you walk into your hotel room and you're looking out at the ocean and you're right on top of the water and the waves are crashing under underneath your hotel balcony you start to realize like this is what i want and this is what i want every single time that we go anywhere or that we do anything yeah and so that was something that we got really clear on and i would encourage you to do that too whether it's with yourself whether it's with your spouse is kind of 
allocating those things of like what make each other feel that luxury because you have to be in that energy in order to be able to level up but it's really hard to do that when you're trying to spread yourself thin and it kind of goes back to that saying it's like a lot of people like the wealthy people often don't look wealthy the poor people often look rich right because they're spending a lot of money trying to prove their wealth right mm -hmm. trying to prove that they have a lot of money out there maybe you know they're coded in designer labels or whatever or they're leasing their car and they're completely underwater with it and the the monthly bills are taking a massive toll on them but it's not something that they're really thinking about at the time because they're saying like oh it's all good it's going to be something that comes out of my account when it's like okay but or what we could do is we could save up for a car and we could buy pay it in full and it's a bill that we no longer need to be paying for to kind of summarize that choose what brings you joy right choose those investment pieces maybe you start small and it's just finding a nice budget-friendly nail shop and you get your nails done for 30 bucks every three weeks fantastic when you look down at your hands when you see those every day you feel luxury you feel put together but that might not mean getting your hair done every six months six weeks too or getting your eyelashes done or whatever it is right like if those aren't things that that make you feel luxury though that might be cutting back on your shopping that might be cutting back on the the dinners out or the coffees out or whatever but all of that money can go towards those things that actually accumulate wealth but we also want to get ourselves into that energetic space right in that space and that heads that mindset of abundance so those were some of the things that we really wanted to kind of hit on and just to summarize um obviously getting into that mindset understanding that financial literacy getting rid of those limiting beliefs of what you can earn set your your phone password to that monthly income goal or that yearly income goal start attracting those promotions those bonuses um, those random checks that come out of nowhere from like a rebate or whatever that come into your life if you haven't read the secret that's a really great one too that can just be all about like manifesting that wealth and bringing those things into you getting yourself a financial team this is a great time of year to do that with tax season coming into effect in a few months get yourself ahead of the game and start to understand where your money is going what it's doing how you can optimize it and what is out there right um setting goals setting targets how do you how much do you want to pay off what is what debts do you have? What's your plus minus ratio? And how much do you wanna earn? What's that number that you'd love to see that would bring you that next level of life, right? And start allowing opportunities to come to you. Sometimes opportunities are gonna come through a direct message and that's the opportunity that's going to change the path of your entire life. Sometimes an opportunity is gonna come by someone knocking at your door. Sometimes it's gonna be a LinkedIn message to that job that you've been always wanting. There are opportunities literally everywhere, but you just have to start allowing the opportunities to unfold in front of you. Yeah, so we're gonna wrap it up there. We would love to hear if any of these have kind of strung a chord for you. If you are setting your phone password, like screenshot your background with your lock screen on there, tag us on social media. Our handles are below in the, the uh, episode description. Um, and we just love to hear kind of some feedback on if any of these little pointers helped you got you fired up for your goals we know this is we're coming to um the end of the year we're recording this right at the end of november it's november 29th of 2023 
And this is a time where a lot of people are reflecting on what their year brought, where their, you know, what their intentions were on January 1st of this year, what they accomplished, what they grew to, what did they not do? And heading into January of 2024, it's a really cool time right now to kind of reflect and get refocused and utilize this next month. Like so many people right off December, you guys, I started my health and wellness business in December. That was a very unconventional time to start a business, but it has paid off tremendously, right? So whatever that opportunity is for you, whatever that you know next step is for you, don't write off one twelfth of the year. And just really start thinking about what you want your 2024 to look like. Do you want your 2024 to end in the same fashion as 2023? Or do you wanna actually make 2024 the year that you make the massive change and pivot in your life? So with that, we are so fired up to be giving you those tips and we cannot wait to be going deeper and diving into these every single week. And thank you so much for listening and we can't wait to see you in the next one. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It is our mission to help as many people truly thrive in all aspects of their life. It honestly means the world to us that you are here. If you got any value, support, or takeaways from today's episode, the best thing that you can do is screenshot this episode and share it to your social media. Or you can leave us a review below. We read every single one. If you are looking for additional support or resources, check the episode details below or send us a message on Instagram. We would love to connect.